thing to see, Samuel, and I thank God for it. Yet, I, well, I cannot place any permanent confidence in the king's repentance. I'm afraid, David, my son, that you are right. The king's assurance that he is at peace with you is only temporary. Then, well, do you think I should take this opportunity to escape? That would be my advice, David. I yearn to see Jonathan again. I'll go to him and plead my innocence. May God God go with thee and bless thee, my son. Jonathan. David. Oh, how good it is to see you again. Your friendship encourages me and helps me overcome my fears and doubts. Well, that's what friends are for, David. But I really do think your fears this time are groundless. Well, you believe that your father, the king, has changed? Towards you, definitely. There are only two things that can really change the nature and purposes of a person. 
love and religion. My father has returned to the worship of the God of heaven. Well, I certainly have done your father no harm. Or have I? But if so, what is my iniquity? Why does he seek to take my life? Oh, I wish I knew, David. Uh, I, I know what I can do. What? I am heir to the throne, and Father seeks to train me to become his successor. So he does nothing, either great or small, except he tells me about it first. I shall attempt to discover Father's true attitude toward you now that he has been to the school of the prophets. I, I sincerely hope he's changed, Jonathan. I know you believe he has, but, but as the Lord liveth, there is but a step between me and death. I'm sure of it, in spite of his professed love and religion. Oh, I guess I haven't convinced you, have I? Look, you're my best friend. I want to help you. Whatever you desire, I will do. Mm. Uh, tomorrow is the new moon, the beginning of the new year. The yearly feast and celebration will be held. Uh, you and I, as members of the royal household, are expected to be present. Yes? Well... What if I didn't attend? What do you mean? What if I were to have permission from you to visit my father's home instead of attending the king's feasts? What would happen? Well, I think that is rather difficult to predict. <laughs> my point exactly. If your father notices my absence and becomes angry, it'll show beyond doubt that his attitude and intentions toward me have not changed. I think you are right, David. And if my father is not angry... It probably would be because he realizes that you are chosen of God and should have the right and privilege to come and go as you see fit. Ah, this will prove that his attitude has changed. As, as eldest son of the king and heir to the throne, I herewith give you permission to visit your father's home during the festivities at the palace. After two days of the celebration, we'll meet, and then I may learn of your father's reaction. Right, David, my friend. Oh, and give my personal greetings to your father, Jesse, and your brothers, and especially to your wonderful <laughs> mother. I will. to everyone. Fine wine, eh, Prince? The very best, Father. Oh, you are a dutiful son, Jonathan. You will make a good and great king. Thank you, Your Majesty. Oh, oh no formality here, son. Thank you, Father. Uh, Abner, General Abner, are you having a good time? Yes, Your Majesty. Not notice the absence of David, or at least he seems not to mind. Perhaps he has changed. Well, my son, this is the second day of the yearly feast and celebration. Oh, uh, by the way, I noticed David was absent yesterday, and today also. Do you know why he has not come to the feast? Uh, David sought my permission to visit his father's house in Bethlehem. You gave him permission? Yes, Father. I am king. Speak to me with the proper respect. Yes, Your Majesty. Oh, you are an unfaithful son. You, do you think I am blind to what goes on? You choose David over me. You love him more than you love me, your own father and king. You are the rightful heir to the crown of Israel. Don't you have the sense to realize that as long as the son of Jesse lives, you will never be king? But you will be king. I decree it. 
Now send someone or go yourself and get David. Bring him, bring him to me at once, for he shall surely die. Why should David be slain? What has he done? My own son questioning my word. I'll teach you, you... Father! Gasp, missed him! Silence! Silence, all of you! Get out of here! During the excitement, Jonathan left the banquet hall, knowing that his father had not changed toward David. What is to become a father? The evil spirit has complete control of him. And David, what of him? I must help him. God will help him too and save him from harm and danger. And it came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David. And David fell to the ground and bowed himself three times before Prince Jonathan. And they greeted one another and wept that the anger of the king towards David was greater than ever, and surely he would continue with renewed vigor and effort his attempts to take the life of David. And Jonathan said unto David, Go in peace, David, my friend. For as much as we have sworn, both of us, in the name of the Lord, saying... The Lord be between me and thee, and between my seed and thy seed forever. Goodbye, David. God bless you. Goodbye, Jonathan, my true friend. May God bless and prosper you. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
water's great. I will, I will. I'm just making sure I get enough vitamin D. Vitamin D? We're at a swimming pool, not a drugstore. I know that. But do you see that big thing up there in the sky? You mean the hawk? <laughs> no, the big bright thing there above the trees. Nothing up there but the sun. Exactly. So what's the sun got to do with vitamin D? Everything. When the sunshine hits my skin, my body takes those beautiful rays and turns them into vitamin D. And that's a good thing? Absolutely. Vitamin D helps my body fight disease and reduces the pain of sore muscles and stiff joints. You sound like a TV advertisement. Well, somebody needs to advertise a good thing about sunlight. Most people are afraid of it. They smear sunblock all over their bodies, stay indoors, and treat sunshine like it was poison. Hey, I don't want to burn. Scientists say we need to all enjoy up to 30 minutes of direct sunlight each and every day. That will safely provide us with all the vitamin D we need to give our skin a nice, healthy glow. But what about in the winter when this pool's an ice skating rink? Then you go to the drugstore and buy some vitamin D pills. But the best way to stay healthy is to sit in the summer sun. Well, then count me in. I'm going to plop down right here beside you and work on my healthy glow. Are you happy now? Well, not really. Why? You're blocking my sun. Oh, sorry. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. In, God promises to never leave me.
I have two children of my own. And of all the jobs I have, the most important one is to teach them what my father taught me, to trust and obey the Lord. And if you learn to follow Jesus now, while you're still young, you'll never lose your way, even when you're older. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, when he is old, he will not depart from it. girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Baked Bible. Many years ago, a family in the old world got wind that their home was to be searched that very day by men who hated the Bible. Every Bible they could find would be thrown into a fire and burned. This family owned one Bible which they treasured. The father called his wife and children together for a council. Our Bible must be hidden so that we do not lose it. Who has an idea as to what we might do? One of the older children noticed in the kitchen a pan of bread dough rising. Why not put the Bible inside one of mother's large loaves and bake it in the oven? No one would search for a Bible inside a hot oven. Mother and father nodded. The Bible is called the bread of life, Mother said as she wrapped the precious volume in several thicknesses of clean dish towels and put it inside a large round loaf. About a half hour after the Bible had begun to bake, the searchers arrived. They asked Father, Do you possess a Bible or any part of one on your premises? There is to be a big fire tonight in the market square. Gentlemen, you are at a perfect liberty to search anywhere, in the house, in the barn, in the granary, just anywhere you please. Make yourselves absolutely at home. As they came through the kitchen, they sniffed. Smells like good bread. If the oven were cold, we would surely look there too. No use now. For two hours or more, they searched through drawers, boxes, trunks, under beds and in beds, but to no avail. We must have been misinformed about your having a Bible, they said to Father. We have searched everywhere on your place. Finally, the inspectors left. All danger of losing the Bible had passed for that time. Mother carefully unwrapped the baked Bible and found it absolutely unharmed. Lovingly, this family Bible was passed down from one generation to the next as a testimony to God's care for His Word. Years ago, when copies of the Bible were scarce, Christians read God's book at the risk of losing their property and even their lives. Martyrs were burned at the stake for possessing and sharing the Word of God. Now, when the Bible is a bestseller and copies are cheap... 
The devil has another trap, neglect. Too well he succeeds in this scheme. A literature evangelist of the American Bible Society was displaying some beautiful Bibles in a home when the lady of the house said, Do you think that I am a heathen, that I don't own a Bible? I'll show you. She brought out a large Bible carefully wrapped in white tissue paper. As she unwrapped her treasure, she didn't think what she was saying, and a remark escaped her. Why, here are my glasses that I've been looking for the past three years. Avoid Satan's trap. Jeremiah wrote, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. We who bear Christ's name, let us love and read his book. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.